I'm reading from the NLT, okay? So Luke 1, verse 5 through 7. It says, uh, uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. It says they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. I'll read it again. Zacharias and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. Righteous in God's eyes, okay? They were careful to obey all the Lord's commands and regulations. Some version says, but. Some other version says, yet. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old, okay? So today's message is titled, It Happens to the Best of Them, okay? It, it happens even to the best of them. Now watch this. So we, when we read this, we see a couple things about Zacharias and Elizabeth, right? Number one, they were righteous in God's eyes, okay? God saw them as righteous, all right? Number two is that they did all that they were supposed to be doing in commandments, uh, uh, in the regulations. They observed the law the way they were supposed to observe the law. So in service as a a priest, even Zacharias in this story was performing his priestly duties. So they were doing the things they were supposed to do, obeying the commands. God saw them righteous in his sight, but still everything in their life did not work out the way they wanted it to work out. Okay. Everything still wasn't exactly the way that they were. So they're doing all this stuff. I'm doing what God is telling me to do. I'm, tr- I'm living the best way that I know. The Bible even says that they were seen as righteous in God's eyes, yet there was this, still this one thing that was not working right in their lives. Now, here's the thing. Not having kids is not a problem within itself. If you don't want to have kids, don't have any kids. But it was the fact that they wanted kids and couldn't have any. That's the thing that wasn't working out the way that they wanted to. And you can tell that they wanted to have kids because Elizabeth referred to it in verse 25 as a disgrace. And and she wanted that disgrace taken away. And so you can tell that this was a thing that despite being righteous in God's eyes, despite doing everything the way they were supposed to do, following the law, following the regulations, that they still had this one thing. They still had this thing that was like a burden, this thing that didn't didn't work out right, this thing that was like a disappointment. I mean, you know, you get married and all of a sudden you have this, this thought about having kids or you want to start this family. So imagine the disappointment. Watch this, not only just the disappointment, but then accepting that this is just the way it is. They were at the point where not only were she disappointed, not only did she consider a disgrace, it said that she was unbearing and now they're both old. They're both too old to have kids. And so now they've just accepted the fact that this is just the way things are going to be. Here's point number one from this story. Y'all, we're already at point number one. Watch this. Don't allow the disappointments, don't allow the issues, don't allow the struggles, don't allow the shortcomings, make you doubt you're standing with God. Number one, you're standing with God. Don't make it doubt, your, doubt his feelings about you, whether he loves you or not. And don't make it think, have you thinking that you're doing something wrong. Listen, despite the fact that for their whole lives, they didn't have any kids, that the, that the Bible still says they were righteous in God's eyes. So this thing that wasn't working out for them wasn't because they were doing anything wrong. It had nothing to do with the fact that God didn't love them. It had nothing to do with the fact that God wasn't looking out for them. It just had, it was just what they were dealing with and it was what was going on in their lives. And so many times, I see you, Ma, and so many times we can think because this is not working out the way we wanted, or this plan is not happening, or God must be mad, or God must not love me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm not praying enough. Maybe I'm not reading my Bible enough. Well, you know what? Maybe if I go to church and I shout and cry, then God will move on my behalf. Like, no, like that, like, like there's nothing wrong with you. If this is just something that you're dealing with. This is just something that you have to pull with you. Watch this. It says that they were righteous in God's eyes, yet they had no children. Okay. So we can't let those disappointments and those issues and those struggles make us think that, that, that there's something wrong with us and with God. Watch this. The same way the Bible says that they were seen righteous in God's eyes. We talk about this all the time in impact that you are also 
seen as righteous in God's eyes because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and your belief in him, okay? So you are seen righteous the same way. And so just because things don't seem like it's working out the way you want it to, don't make it, don't make, allow that to twist your mind or to make you think that all of a sudden God must not be on your side or there's something wrong that you're doing or something you're not doing enough. They were doing what they were supposed to do and doing what they uh, 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 were called to do and do what they were told by the law to do and follow the commands and regulations. It's just everything just didn't work out. Watch this, 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. If somebody want to write it in the chat, that's cool. Um, so anyone wants to go back and, and, um, and read it, you can. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him, talking about God, made, made Jesus made him, who knew no sin to be sin for us. Watch this. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so we are already what? The righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. We talked about this in Colossians. Colossians 1.21 says, And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind, uh, in your mind and by your work, has now been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, holy, watch this, blameless and above reproach where? In his sight. And so watch this, we once were alienated and once were enemies, but that's not the case anymore. And so my whole point of point number one is please do not think that just because things don't work out your way or just because you've been hoping and hoping and hoping for for them, it's almost like a lifetime for something to come through and it hasn't yet, that that means that God is mad at you or that God won't do it or that God doesn't think, thinking about doing it or that God doesn't love you. That does not mean any of that. You are still righteous in his sight because of what Jesus, I see you here, because of what Jesus Christ did, watch this, for us. Now watch this. Now the same way that they were seen righteous in his sight, and we just talked about how we're righteous in his sight, uh, is the same the, the same way that they face disappointments, the same way we're going to face disappointments. That just because we're righteous in his sight and have been redeemed doesn't mean we're not going to face disappointments. Uh, uh, and so we can't allow that to happen. Now remember in John 16, 33, we got to have our mindset on this. Jesus was talking about, he was about to leave the earth, right? And, 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 and he tells his disciples this. And then he says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace, right? Watch this. We talk about in his sight, right? We talked about in our Ephesians Bible study, in him. Now it says that in me, Jesus says this, in me, you might have peace. He says the world, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is Jesus telling the disciples, I'm telling you all this so that in me, you might have peace, okay? Not in the things that you get, you might have peace. Not in the, th- no, but in me, you might have peace because in this world, things aren't going to work out the way that you want. You will be mistreated in this world. You will be talked about in this world. You'll be stabbed in the back in this world. Uh, 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 things are always going to work out the way. But but despite all that, because you won't be able to find peace all the time where? In this world. But he says, I, I say this to you so that in me, you will have peace. And that if we're searching for peace anywhere else, that peace at best will be temporary. If I try to find peace in my job, if I try to find peace in people, if I try to find peace in my hobbies, you know, that peace is only going to be temporary. The peace that will hold and sustain me through the ups and downs in this world, through people changing on me and people, whatever it is, the peace that will sustain me is only the peace that I will find where? In him. Okay. So we can't allow disappointments and issues and struggles and the shortcomings we face make us doubt God 
his feelings towards us or make us think that we're doing something wrong because we see that they were righteous in his sight. Okay, let's move on. Luke 1, 11 through 18, we're following this story, right? Now here's uh, Zacharias. It says, uh, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear uh, fell upon him. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Let me stop right there. That, that listen, don't be afraid. He's, he's telling him that, listen, that you've been praying and praying and y'all dealt with this stuff and y'all been going, to, but your prayers have still been heard. Just because you may not see an answer or the answer hasn't manifested, don't doubt that God doesn't hear you. He hears you. Okay, let's keep moving. He said, your prayers heard and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. And he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Uh, He says to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready the people for the uh, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, watch this uh, 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 Zechariah's response. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Isn't it interesting that the angel comes to him and says, your prayers has been answered. And his response is, well, how in the world is that going to work out? Like, but it's like, how in the world do you have this prayer that you've been praying and this desire that you have, even if you've accepted where you are, it could have been prayers from way back when you thought it could happen, but it says God heard that and now he's going to do it. And the response was, well, how is this going to happen? We're way too old. Listen, Despite being righteous and following all the regulations and commandments, Zacharias still had issues believing what the angel said. This is point number two. Don't think something is wrong with you just because you may struggle with doubt or your or your faith may waver every now and again. That even the best of them, even the ones seen as righteous in God's sight, who live blamelessly according to the law and to the regulations, that even he, when the angel said your prayers have been answered, started to doubt how in the world are you going to make this happen? Even righteous, blameless Zacharias had doubts about what the angel shared with him and whether or not it was going to happen. Doubts and questioning happens to the best of them. It happens to us. And sometimes we look at some of these things that God is trying to do, and we think there's no way in the world he is going to get it done. Watch this. If God is going to do big things through you, now remember, we talked about this. You may have to go back to... um to our series release, where we talked about, you know, that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love them. If that is true, it is natural. And for some of us, it might even, it might even be common that when we hear these things that God gives us a glimpse or we start to feel in our spirit, whether it may, listen, whether it may be God taking you to another plateau financially where you're going to be debt free or whether God's got some work for you to do, whether it's, you know, through impact or through something else, whatever, whatever else it is that you may have issues receiving it, and there may be doubt. It, it happens to the best of them. Don't forget, wasn't it John the Baptist that sent his um, disciples to Jesus to say, ask him if he's really the Messiah, or should we look for somebody else? That even he was questioned, and he's John the Baptist. Like, there was no greater man on earth during Jesus' time than John the Baptist. I mean, we're reading about his birth right here, but the, John the Baptist was was the second guy, you know what I mean? And so it's like, and even he was like, ask him if he's, if he's the one, or should we find another? That from time to time, if God's going to do this big thing for us, we may get shaken by it, that we may get uh, have some doubts that we 
may start running through our minds all the ways that it can't happen. And it's just so funny that even with the best of them, with Zacharias, we see that, yes, we can pray for something. And then when it's like, yo, what's about to happen? We still have this conflict where, yes, I prayed for it. Yes, I want to walk in it. Yes, I want to do it. But I also don't see how in the world this is going to work out. What I'm trying to get you to do is understand that you are not alone in, in those doubts and in those thoughts. And then, well, maybe it's not. Maybe you're not by yourself that that is normal and that Zacharias had dealt with this. And it leads us to point number three. Here's point number three, because you got you got it. You got to hold on to two while we go to three. Watch this. So it was uh, we're going to go to uh, verse 23. So it was as soon as the day of his service was completed that he departed to his own house. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach uh, among the people. Watch this. Despite his point number three, because this is why you got to understand this whole thing about the doubt. And why I'm saying don't let this shake you too much. Watch this is that God still did what he said he was going to do despite Zacharias's doubt, despite him questioning how in the world this is going to happen, that God still did exactly what he said he was going to do. Watch this point number three. Sometimes God won't even let you get in the way of what he's trying to do for you in you and through you. Sometimes sometimes we can be our own worst enemy and God won't even allow you to get in your own way of the blessings he's trying to allow in your life. I mean, I think sometimes we can probably look back on our own lives right now. Like if God doesn't do anything else, I'm sure a lot of us can look back right now on our lives and say, listen, God definitely blessed me despite me being the way that I am. Watch this, that it never has been about me deserving it. It's never been about me being good enough. It's never about me being me in my own righteousness. I see you, see I see you, Ma. That is not, it's never been about that, but it's been about the fact that God has been blessing us ever since we've been born beyond what we deserve. Watch this. And, 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 and most of the time, despite ourselves, despite how we are. It's about what he's trying to, I see you, Charmaine. It's about what he's doing and not about us, that sometimes God won't even allow you to get in your own way. Again, again, he even, watch this. If you read that account, he even muted Zacharias. Zacharias couldn't even talk and from that point on, from his doubt all the way into the birth of John the Baptist, when they named him, like like he could he couldn't even talk that whole time. Uh, 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 and God, so God, I'm going to shut you up. You can't talk because I'm not even going to let you get in the way of your own blessing. He did whatever he had to do uh, to make sure that this thing manifested because it wasn't even really about them. Now watch this, Zacharias. Watch this. Even though God still did it and God still showed favor and still made it come, Zacharias still had to deal with the consequences of what he said and that doubt. He still had to be mute. And so sometimes, watch this, God will correct his children. We see that all the time in scripture. Now watch this, Hebrews 12, 6 through 11 says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For, uh, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He only corrects us because he loves us and scourges every son uh, uh, whom he receives. Uh, if you endure chastening, God deals with you uh, as his sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not the sons. Meaning that if God doesn't correct you, and if God, listen, the reason he muted Zacharias wasn't because, it wasn't because Zacharias was unrighteous. He muted him because he was righteous. 
come on, y'all. Some of the things you go through, you're not going through it because you're unrighteous. You might be going through it because you're righteous. And God is trying to send something your way. And he's got to get you out of your own way so he can send this blessing uh, uh, your way. And so he can make this work happen in your life and through your life. Come on, y'all. And so we had to mute Zacharias. And he wasn't muting him because he was mad. He wasn't muting him for any other reason than he was correcting him because he was his son. And sometimes we've got to understand this correction in my life is not because God's mad. This correction in my life is not because God's not going to send the blessing. This correction has happened in my life. This muting, whatever your muting is, this muting that's happening to me right now is because I'm a son and it's because God is going to send that blessing my way. I want to continue reading. He says, verse nine in, in Hebrews 12, furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live and life? Here we go. He says, he says, for they indeed for a few days chasing us as seemed to be the best to them, but he for our profit, watch this, that we might be partakers of his holiness, that every single correction that comes to, uh, comes to us has nothing to do with anything but our benefit. It says, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers in his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. Come on, y'all. And listen, it may not seem joyful. You may be upset about it. It, Look, you may not be happy in the present moment when God is correcting. He says, but painful, but nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That sometimes I just got to go through this correction. You don't think that Zacharias wanted to speak from the time that he heard from the angel all the way until John, but he couldn't because he was going through that correction and and he couldn't speak. He couldn't say anything. He had to go through what he had to go through and he had to be chastened by the Lord because he was a son and because God was doing what he was doing in his life. And so sometimes we have to take the correction. We have to let God work out whatever he's working out because at the end of it all, after he, I see you by that. Yes, sometimes we got to be quiet on things and, we, and we're quiet and God is dealing with us and we're being disciplined because he's bringing that thing to pass. Okay. So that's point number three is that, listen, God still had that thing come to pass, even though he had to correct Zacharias, even though Zacharias had his doubts. And so, listen, sometimes you may struggle with what God said he's going to be doing in your life. And you may be struggling with struggling with some of the things that he's that, that some of the visions he's given you and some of the things he's placed in your heart. Listen, don't you worry about that, that struggle. Don't you worry about that doubt. God can get that thing done in spite of you. OK, he won't even sometimes he won't even let us get in the way of it. Watch this. Luke 1, 5, uh, 57 through 63. Let's keep moving. Uh, uh, Luke 1, 57 through 63. Uh, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives, his other people. Here we go. Other people. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord has shown her great mercy and that they shared in her joy. Now watch this. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and they were going to name him after his father, Zacharias. OK, so here's them trying to name what God did for her. OK, and, and, for, and for him. So here they come. Other people. They, they trying to say something about it. Watch this. He says, but his mother spoke up and said, no. He is to be called John, okay? Remember, the angel said that he's going to give you a son, should be called John. They said to her, there is none among your relatives who has that name. Uh, then they made signs over to the father. Now, remember, Zacharias can't speak to find out what he would name the child. He asked for a writing tablet because, remember, he still wasn't talking. And to everyone's astonishment, he wrote what? 
John. And if you read the rest of the account, immediately he began to spoke and he started to praise God. And so watch this. The next thing that he was able to say after his correction did what? Lined up with what exactly God wanted him to line up. That's the thing. Sometimes we go through these corrections, but God is really just trying to mold us into the image of Jesus Christ. And that once it is done, we will be what? In that image. And so now that he went through that correction and now that the son is born and now that he now that he's lined up what he's saying with what the spirit says, now the correction is over. Now he gets to speak. Point number four is watch this, stick to the plan, stick to what God told you. There were two things that were tried that could have tempted them to change things. Other people. Okay. Watch this. God told them the Holy Spirit, the, the, the spirit told them that they were going to have an uh, angel told them they were going to have a son. You got to name him, John. They have the baby. What happens? Other people says, well, there's no one named John in your family. That's unconventional. No one's ever done that before. Well, why would you do this? They had all this stuff to say. You should name him after the father. They had all these opinions. The temptation from other people is to try to get you sometimes off track to try to get you to waver off of what you know God said to get you to stop doing some of the things that God has told you to do. And you know, within yourself that God has you doing this and living this way and wants you to do this. And other people will try their best. And watch this. Sometimes they will use tradition. Sometimes they will use religion to try to get you off track and do what they say you should do. But they had to stick to the plan. Now, the other thing would be the fact that the blessing came. Don't let time and don't let success make you forget what God had instructed you to do. Now that the baby's here, they didn't get funny. And then all of a sudden want to name him Zacharias. They didn't go back and say, God, are you sure? Can we name him something different? Can we name him after his father? No, he already gave us the instructions. And so they stuck with what the angel told them to do. And let me tell you something. Sometimes you go through things in life and time happens and life happens and it starts to sway uh, uh, you doing the things that you know God has called you to do. And sometimes it's people's opinion. Sometimes it's you yourself. Sometimes it's things that you go through. And we have to have this determination. We have to have this perseverance that says, I am not going to waver. I'm going to stand on my faith and I'm going to stand on exactly what the Lord told me to do. They said it was unconventional. Why not name him Zacharias after his father? No one else has named that. Watch this. God will tell you, do not let anyone... uh, take you off of or change what God has already told you. God named it. No one else did. Watch this. Zacharias and Elizabeth didn't even name John. God named John. And so don't change what God has already named, okay? And God has already named some things in your life. Don't go changing it just because other people say it's not going to ever happen. Someone else says it's not that. Never change it just because someone else wants to name it. You let God name it. And that's what God is. And, and, and that's what God will do. And that's what God has done and, and did for them. Now, watch this. Luke 25. Uh, I want to go back and read this because this has uh, 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 some, I think, some, some, some good um, uh, keys in here for us as we wrap up. So 25, she says, thus the Lord has dealt with me um, uh, uh, in the days when he looked upon me to take away my reproach among people. And we can make that, watch this, because we do this all the time. We used, to, we used to do it a lot in our Bible studies, is we pull certain things out and we make them our confessions, and that when you're starting to doubt this stuff, you're starting to waver in what you believe, you can make that your confession, that in these days, God is looking on me. In these days, God has dealt with me, all right? Uh, 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 are, you, are, are you willing, are you entering into, are you walking into your these days, as she said, the days where God will be dealing with you in favor, you know, where God will be looking uh, uh, looking upon you, as it says in one verse, where favor will be shown, where he will look upon you, where, the, where your yes is coming, where direction is coming, where restoration is coming, where new birth is coming, where growth is coming, where a newness is coming. But watch this. It wasn't only about him uh, uh, opening up a door or giving newness or direction or birth or a yes and looking upon her with favor. Watch this. She also says in verse 25 that, that he has taken away my disgrace among the people, that while I am giving you favor, that while he was giving 
giving her the yes, that while he was giving her the new direction, while he was giving her the new birth, he was also taking away the disgrace. And sometimes that's what holds us back is the shame that we feel for something that we may have done, the disgrace that we feel for the way that life has turned out for some of us, the disappointment and the horrible feelings about a certain situation. But what God is saying is that in the same way that he did for Elizabeth and John, where he is giving them what they need and he showed them the favor for that, he not only showed the favor, I see you, Tanya, he not only showed the favor, but he also took away the disgrace and took away the shame. And that you are that 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 that, that these days that we're in now, that you can start to believe and start to confess that you are now walking, as she said, in these days where God will deal with you. That today you can look in the mirror and say, This is the day that God will deal with me. These are the days where God will look on me. This is the day of newness where God will show his favor on me and he will take away the shame and he will take away the disgrace and he will bless me with restoration. He will bless me with new. He will bless me with a yes that I am what? I am in those days, that I am in my these days. And it may not make sense to people because it doesn't make English grammatical sense, but you can say that to yourself. It doesn't matter if anybody else understands it, that you are currently walking in your these days and that the days that God has you in now because he has favor on you right now and because he is looking upon you right now and he has taken away the shame that all those things that you've prayed about, again, all those things that you've waited for, all those things that you've been hoping for, that God can deal with you in these days. Now, your these days can be today. Your these days can be next month. Your these days can be next year. The whole point is that you are, that whatever season you find yourself in, you've got to understand that God is dealing with you in that season. For those seasons where Zacharias couldn't talk, God was still dealing with him. So the next time he opened up his mouth, what he said lined up with what God said. And so let's make sure that we that 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 uh, that we what that we don't let the success and we don't let other people sway us off of what God has said. Uh, that we understand that God will still get done what He's going to get done in our lives. Oftentimes, despite ourselves, that we don't have to think something is wrong with us just because we doubt, and we don't have to think something is wrong with us just because everything is not working out the way we thought it would work out. And that just because we got to deal with something means that God must be mad. That is a lie and that the devil want us to do that. I see you, my, that is a good word and you, you, you got to receive it. Um, so, so let's, so let, let's pray. 